Greetings fellow Earthlings, Dave Smith coming to you with another episode of And Another Thing with Dave. This episode we have another conversation with Tony and we get into a number of topics. Hope you enjoy it. Please stay tuned and feel free to leave messages and give me feedback. Hey, Cheese. Hello, Tony. Hey, where, Cheese. What's going on, buddy? Oh, nothing. Just uh, getting some of those ugly returns from uh, Democratic primary. Biden keeps winning. And, wow. Uh, looks like he was already 150 delegates ahead. And it just looks like he's going to be the Democratic nominee. We can protest all we want, you know, but most people are just going to see us as sore losers, sour grapes. We get, you know, people formally on the record saying somebody cheated. Evidence to back it up. Yeah. And it seems, seems like that never comes out until, you know, six months or a year after the fact. Yeah. Right? Or in the next History Channel thing and a decade later. Right, then you're like, oh, Hillary is a corrupt, total power whore, you know, conspired with the DNC, we now know through WikiLeaks, stole the primary from Bernie, but we didn't have that information at our fingertips then. I mean, I guess, I don't know, maybe it was, but anyway, yep, it'll be swept under the rug, and then what do you do? So I don't know, what do you... What, do you really think Biden's winning these or do you think we're being swindled? I just can't say swindled until, like I said, Dave, I need uh, formally people in front of congressional committees, or Senate committees or in court. I, I need that kind of stuff because it becomes, I heard this or you said that, or, you know, it's this conspiracy or that conspiracy. And, I mean, let's face it, if Donald Trump loses the election, Dave, okay, what are they going to say? How do you think they're going to handle that? You think they're just going to, hey, we fought the good fight, we lost, didn't work out, the people have spoken. You think that's how they're going to say that? Hell you, think no. our Fred, you think our Fred Ed on Facebook is going to say that? Or our other friends yeah. that we talk to? You think they're going to be okay with it? No, they're not. So. I told you my thoughts on that before, and um, I'm not convinced that Trump will leave the White House if he loses. You know, I've heard that Bill Maher was making a lot out of that, Dave. But my feeling of this is once the new president is sworn in, right, he always takes the oath, you know, you win the election, then it's a couple of months, right, and then he's sworn in and he's officially the president. Once he is... He can just go have military remove the guy because he's no longer the president. <laughs> the other guy just got sworn in. He can't keep somebody else from being sworn in. Well, so you, just said the key, you said the key thing. It would have to happen before the new president is sworn in. Right. But how is he, how is he going to keep somebody from being sworn in? I think even hardcore Republicans will martial okay. law. Yeah, well, really, I, yeah, I just don't think that he'll be able to pull that off. You don't. Will a lot of people agree with him? Of course, because Trump's Tony. always being cheated. <laughs> He's always being cheated. Look what's happening right now. He could declare martial law right now. Hmm. In the name of public safety. I right. think the vast majority of people, though, Dave, would see through that. I really do. Right, but what I have, we do? have faith in, in, in the American people. We would see I don't through it. A lot of hardcore Republicans would, would go for that. We would see through it. We do about it. Well, Dave, I mean, I, I think this last several months, the whole Ukrainian thing has proven that. Trump's above the law. <laughs> I mean, he, he, so just, by it. he can just do whatever he wants. You yep. know? And that's just a sad I state of affairs. 
really sad. Like it's 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 like the mafia is running the fucking government. It's really. Well, I mean, we always hear rule of law and no man is above the law, and it's you know for the people by the people, and you know Trump has just really flipped that whole board over, Dave. You know he's thrown a lot of those rules right out the window, and I think he's set well, a it, very dangerous precedent as well. I mean, what if it did? Are Republicans going to be okay with this if a Democratic president gets in and starts doing this kind of stuff? Really? That's going to be okay with you, Republicans? Seriously? No, Republicans have balls. They'll fucking fight. They'll they'll you know they'll be in the streets. They'll fight. Democrats roll over. Why are Democrats so fucking do nothing, roll over all the time? Mm. I don't get it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to say about that. I I just don't know where to really to go with that. Right, like the Alabama boys, those like that's like a hardcore alt right group, right? Hate group ties to the KKK, this and that. But they're they're like they have a bunch of praise. They even they even got praise in the media. And then you look at Antifa, right? And what is Antifa? Let's break that down. Anti-fascist. Fascist. Yeah. Antifa, anti-fascist. So who likes a fascist? Nobody. Fascist. Except <laughs> other fascist. fascists. Right. <laughs> except, except, yeah, who likes the king? The king. <laughs> um, great to be king. So exactly. So, but we've been programmed to think, oh, Antifa, those fucking punks in the streets. Wait, no, they're anti-fascists. And if we have anti-fascists in our streets to the point where it's making the news, holy fuck, we got a problem with fascists, right? Mm -hmm. But nobody talks about that, right? You look at the kid wearing the mask and the hoodie and the fucking whatever, and oh, look at that, oh, shit. You know, and then and then they prey on that. They get people to side with the billionaire once again, Tony. They they prey on that. Like, well, if I owned a Gap store, I wouldn't want people breaking the windows of my Gap store. Well, you don't own a fucking Gap store, <laughs> you know. And those people breaking the windows of that Gap store, those are undercover police dressed up to look like Antifa. That was outed too in the whole. Uh, Battle for Seattle. You saw a documentary? I didn't. Oh my god! I highly recommend it. The Battle for Seattle. It's great. It's you know the World Trade Organization um, protest, and I believe it was ninety eight or ninety nine that basically formed the the foundation. I want to say of the Occupy movement. But what was outed in this documentary is that there were clearly undercover police running around breaking windows. And they were all, it was hilarious. They were all dressed the same with like black boots, khaki pants, like a blue derby jacket and a black, uh, like stocking hat. Like they all had the same uniform on (laughs) and they're big, huge fucking Husky dudes. Like look like police size. You know, six foot something. <laughs> Not like young punk ass kids. And it was, yeah. You're like, oh fuck, look at that! Wow. Mm, what are you gonna do? I just, I, I don't have any answers for this stuff. Like, well, what I, I like to do, Tony, you're a fan of history, and I like to look back at history because I don't know, you don't know. We can talk till we're blue in the face. We can pre- try to predict and, and what, you know, predict what's that, you know, opinions are like assholes. Everybody's got one. Right. So, and they all stink and they all stink. I mean, I don't <laughs> care about that. I want facts and I want to try to find the facts and dig for the facts. So where I go is to history. 
And our government has a fucking history of oppressing the working class, the progressive movement, you know, all minorities. It, so there's a history of that. And I'm, you know, and <clears throat> in the, one of the last episodes that I did solo for the podcast was about the FBI Cointel Pro uh, Pro um, operation. Mm-hmm. And what what what's that what that is? Cointel Pro. It's um, counterintelligence program, right? And so what the FBI was spying on is left leaning professors at universities, um, musicians, authors. It was like the McCarthy era with the Red Scare all over again. <laughs> Oh, you might be communist, you know, right? So they would investigate anybody who had a left leaning. And in, in, in basically the FBI came out and said, we will not allow a progressive to take political office in this country. Well, it's unfortunate that people see it that way. Um, because when we did have progressives, the, both Roosevelt's and you know Teddy was a uh, a Republican actually, but when we did have that, working people did better. Right, but those people hate hate them. But we've yeah, well, we have a, a, a situation here, Dave, where, like you said, um, we've gotten a lot of propaganda on one side, convincing people that some of those things, you know, that would be good for them, are not good for them. You know, I mean, I told you about the, the lady yesterday that, you know, what you, what you really should be afraid of is, you know, government run health care. And I responded to her. What I'm afraid of is not being able to get health care. Yeah. You know? I and I, I don't care who runs my health care program. And that that's what kills me is like people are attached to their health care provider. No, they're not. They just want to be able to go to a doctor. I mean, can most people name who their doctor is? They don't. They just go to the hospital where they have coverage, or their nearest hospital. If they don't have coverage, and get medical care. I have an assigned really? doctor, Kate Feibush. Okay, she's cool. She's I, like she's this cool, you know, lesbian woman, and her. But and do her. you matter if it's not her? You I just want to get help. What if she's on vacation? I wouldn't give a fuck. The last time I went there, they're like, oh, Kate's not in. Do you mind? If-? I'm like, I, no, I don't, I don't give a shit. I just want to see a doctor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I don't know this whole this whole thing. Like, if you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor. And they kept telling Obama what a liar he was. Okay, well, he then stopped saying it. Like, we have he's... a relationship with our doctor, Tony. Are you kidding me? I guess. I certainly never have. And it's, it's well, it's like when I was a realtor, Tony, they, they trained us to, to think that same way of like, it's a relationship business. You want, you want to have a relationship. You want them to invite you to their kid's birthday party. Like, who's going to invite a realtor to their kid's birthday party? Are you kidding me? Well, I mean, I get the whole like friendly thing, the friendship. I trust you, right? I, I get that, but overall, Dave, it's like I don't really give a crap. It's like I, I go to my, I go to the grocery store because it's closest, and maybe they have the better sales. That's why I go. It's not like I'm. Oh no, it's got to be Safeway. What? What do you mean? It's got, it, it doesn't have to be Safeway if it's you know. 10 miles away, I'm going to Rayleigh's if Rayleigh's is across the street. I That's don't it. understand this fucking allegiance, Tony. And, and yeah, I don't either. It's across our society, right? Like, it's brand allegiance. I did, a, I did a podcast on YouTube about that, about brand allegiance. And I was, uh, and, and, and riddle me this one. I'm at a gas station at a Valero, right? And we'll just say it was three fifty-five a gallon. Then right across the street is a Chevron, and it's three sixty a gallon. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to the one that's cheaper. <laughs> How? What? 
Like really? <laughs> and one of them's one of them's busy. One's not. Well, you can throw convenience in there with price. That's why, like, if it's too far away, that's not convenient, well, right? Well, that's inconvenient. I'm not going there. Well, when you go to somewhere like Marin and you go to 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 a Chevron, you get like little gloves so you don't get the gas smell on your hand, right? There's always paper in the fucking windshield washing thing. The windshield washing thing is always clean. It always looks blue, like, oh, they just filled it, right? Okay. It's awesome. Better, a, a better product. You go they here. A better product. You go here in Santa Rosa. Okay. The water in the, in, in the windshield washing thing is like black. You're like, hmm. <laughs> yeah. My windows need to be clean that bad. You go to grab. I want to clean my dirty water yeah yeah you're like oh it's probably gonna be worse uh you go to like grab a piece of paper towel because you like spilled a little gasoline you're like oh fuck paper towel ew gross i just touched something ah and then there's no paper towel to wipe your hand that you just touched something with ah and then fuck you just can't get out of there quick enough no all all of those factor in they have no doubt about it and, but, the, but, but basically what we're talking about is we're not, a, we're, not a legion, we're not allied with any one company but for no, gasoline. But I'm talking about the same company. This is Chevron, both places. Really? Yeah. One in Santa Rosa, one in Mill Valley. In Mill Valley, you get little hand mitts. In Mill Valley, your hands don't smell like gasoline. Hmm. More, more of an upscale area, maybe? Oh, oh, yeah, oh, man, yeah. One of the highest per capita in the world. I mean, Marin County is like the fifth richest county in the world. Wow. And, uh, and getting worse. <laughs> and Southern Marin is the epicenter of, of like the you know, problem. <laughs> Let's just call it that. <laughs> hmm. The concentration of wealth, Tony, should I say, right? Cause you know, let's back up a minute. I don't, I don't, I got nothing against you. If you got money, no, no problem. I want to make some money, right? No problem. What I got a problem with is, you know, people that have inherited wealth that don't pay taxes like you and I do. Because their wealth is inherited and invested, and ours is earned, um, so that's bullshit. Like, uh, you know, you know me. I'm just about leveling the playing field, right? Oh no, you and you. This is something you and I talk about all the time. It's just the same rules for everybody, right? So, yeah. So if we're gonna have an income tax of blah 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 percent, well then if you're just you know richy rich and you make your money trading stocks. That should be taxed at the same freaking percentage is all I'm saying. Every trade that works for me taxed. hedge funds should be taxed, right? Like it, it's just, it's been flipped on its head to the point where the middle in, you know, the middle class and lower class pay the majority of the taxes. And it's because you know, the you're talking like a, you're talking like a progressive, Dave, and there just aren't enough. There just aren't enough, apparently, of us out there. I mean, when you look at the polls, when they talk about these types of things, it seems like the vast majority of people are for it. But when they go to vote, that, that I don't know. When you go in to pull that lever, or you know, fill in the circle for a particular candidate, that, that all of a sudden disappears. Well, and I oh, think I, don't, I think it might literally disappear, Tony. I think it might literally disappear as in there was, I can't remember the details of this story, but where the county was, what state, what county. But in investigating the votes, they found 44 flash drives with votes on them that hadn't been counted. Well, we know there is voter suppression going on. That has actually been proven. I think we were talking earlier about it, and you said it was a couple of places in New York, and I think it was Louisiana and Florida and Wisconsin and Kansas. I mean, 
Chris Kobach, very famous for being a part of voter suppression. But, you know, like I said, Dave, I, even though that is there and it's been formally proven, right, in courts of law, judges handing down um, judgment, you yeah. have to stop doing this because it's illegal. And yet we still don't have, it seems like most people don't know or don't care. Well, and one thing that kills, one thing that kills me is because I, I think if you're going to talk freedom and liberty, the two things to me are the right to vote and the sanctity of the vote, knowing your vote counts, and then the right to do whatever the hell you want with your own body, like say reproduction rights or like you know marijuana. Like really, these are victimless crimes. You know, if if you're free, then you can do whatever the hell you want as long as you don't hurt another person, right? Well, yeah, but so we're making laws where we can set people up to be arrested that then makes money for the police force, which we don't vote on. You know, you, you can elect a, a, a you know the chief or whatever, but then, you know, it's just, you see where I'm going with this. There's not enough transparency. There's not enough community involvement. There's too much trust in authority. And why do we have any trust in authority after it was outed that our government lied to get us into these wars that we're still fricking in. But it comes down to Dave, what people believe, you know, what policies they believe in, what party they're affiliated with, because you, you bring out one thing, Dave, but Hey, freedom of choice and people, you know, on the other side say, well, no, because now you're taking another life. And then you say, Hey, you know, I, what about my freedom to own guns? And then the people on the other side go, well, guns kill people. You get shot with someone by someone with a gun. So these are and it just qualifying freedoms, which is why more freedom is good. Yes. Go oh. ahead and have a gun. Go ahead and have an abortion. Why? Because you're not hurting fucking anybody. But we need to have huge background and all that kind of shit for anybody that does have a gun. But Dave, doesn't it always just come down to people's personal opinion? Because you get down to personal opinion, Dave, and then the thing doesn't matter anymore. For instance, you know, we have a lot of people that when it comes to the Constitution, Dave, they're all about the Constitution when it comes to the Second Amendment. But when it comes to the separation of powers, as we've seen lately, it doesn't matter, right? God, glory. It doesn't matter. There you go. Like, oh, well, I mean, Trump can have a trial in the Senate without witnesses and without documents. Right. His attorney general can just come out and say, you know, no, he's been fully exonerated. And the guy says, well, no, there's 10 instances of obstruction of justice here. But the attorney general said, well, he's been fully exonerated by you. There you go. I mean, and. So I, I, you know, I love to think about the Constitution, Dave, and we have these laws, and you know, this is what sets us apart from a lot of other countries, right? And yet, when they're not being followed by a person that people like, then it's okay, right? He's, a lot of these people love Trump, no so matter what he does. In fact, Dave, it, they feel like he's a badass because of it. Did you see that? He just stuck it in the eyes of those Democrats. He, he doesn't have to come up with this information. He doesn't have to. I mean, what 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 is it called, Dave? Um, he ignored congressional subpoenas. They just ignored them. Right, and which that's is called, and, and and that's a good thing, just because he's sticking it to Democrats. So the fact that apparently, he's subverting the rule of law that doesn't supersede your party no. preference. And that's what I'm talking about, because all these things that come that's out, lunacy. we talk about this, and it just really comes down to, well, are you a Trump supporter or not? You know, for myself, Dave, now, you know, I get, I get pushback from this from some of my Republican friends, 
But if Obama had behaved like that, Dave, I wouldn't defend him on that. I wouldn't defend him in that, on that, and I wouldn't vote to reelect him after okay. things like that. You mentioned the okay. O word. You mentioned the O word, so you know how I feel about Obama. So I just want to. I do. I just want to make it clear in case, in case whoever's listening right now hasn't heard our other episodes. But uh, I am a left-leaning person. The only reason I'm registered as Democrat is because that's how I need to vote for Bernie, which is ridiculous. So we need to end the two-party thing. But I can't say enough against Obama. I voted for him the first time thinking, oh, my, well, I was hesitant. I was like, ooh, this could be a huge Trojan horse. And it totally fucking was. They fed us the black dude like, here, here's your bro. Here's, here's one of you, a man of the people, constitutional lawyer, right? But what was he? He, was, he turned out to be you know, bought and paid for did the bidding of the 1% and Wall Street. Soon as he got out of office, he went and made speeches for Wall Street. A half-hour speech, he netted $400,000. So that you can't tell me that's not payback money. Um, oh, I, you know how I feel about that, that type of stuff. I, I think those things should be investigated. Exactly. He got the freaking Nobel Peace Prize. He should be called the, the drone bomber in chief. He instigated. He could be a war criminal. Yeah. He actually received and, and self-approved a kill list every day of up to 21 targets daily. He'd be like, yep, 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 yep. Check, 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 check. Yep. Kill, kill all those fuckers. Yeah. With drones. And in all of those, you're taking out innocent Innocence. There's there's collateral damage. I hate that term because it makes it so impersonal. Mm-hmm. Right. Just yeah. registers registers it as a statistic. Oh, I fucking hate that because what that means is if you're my target, Tony, and I take out your beloved wife, that's collateral damage. No, that's an innocent person lost their fucking life. You need to call it what it is. Or you don't feel it, right? Collateral mm-hmm. damage that couldn't be colder. <laughs> and, and in one of these attacks, a whole wedding party was killed. And it happens over and over. Yeah, and there's another thing, another thing though, Dave, because if he's he's done so many of these things and he gave he just continued these wars. He said he was gonna end them, he didn't. Let me ask you this though. Why don't Republicans like him more? I mean, what was like, why you still hate him, but he did that. I get it if they're racist, but other than that, if you're a Republican, you should love Obama because he's basically George Bush Jr. Continued. He kept a bunch of the, of the same. um, He continued all the wars, expanded them. He didn't stop the torture program extraordinary rendition um as a matter of he fact, deported a bunch of he deported a bunch of people as a matter of fact he made it okay to assassinate a u.s citizen boom with no so fucking why do republicans hate him so much i guess he lowered the de- he lowered the deficit i guess because it was going good while he was his term in office <laughs> they always talk about those things as being so important and yet he gave them all those things. He gave them, like you said, if he gave them the wars. Gave it to them. Bailed out the bank. Man, was, yeah. And the rich got immensely richer. Propped up Wall Street. The rich and, got richer. Poor got Main poorer. Street was Well, Main Street was doing pretty good. I mean, you look at the, the overall economic numbers and they were nobody was hurting. It wasn't tough to get a job. Occupy. Gas prices crazy. And yet Republicans absolutely vilify the guy. I just, I don't get it. How did that happen? I mean, look, how many times did they tell you, Dave, no matter all these different things that are going on with Trump, and even some Republicans will go, oh, God, how do I defend him on this? 
But then they go, well, look, the economy's doing good. Well, Obama gave you a good economy. Hardly perfect, but it's never, you know, it's never perfect, right? But yet he's the guy that's like, he's the villain all the time. He's this guy that, you know, absolute piece of crap. I'm so glad we don't have him anymore. And I heard some people even have things totally sucked when he was president. Like what? I heard it was it was incremental moderate moderatism or whatever. Nothing happened during Obama except the same old, same old. And it just kept creeping on, creeping on. The war machine kept creeping on, creeping on. Right. Kept creeping on, creeping on. Um, but but where we where he inherited what he inherited to what he bequeathed, Dave? I'm not saying that. I'm Dave, saying the bro. overall thing. Like he got elected for radical change, and he did jack shit. Right. And we didn't get radical change. He did. That's true. He did jack shit. He had a fucking. He had the Senate and the Congress for t- for how long? Like two years. Two fucking years. So he could have rammed through universal health care. He could have rammed it through, except Pelosi. None of them wanted it. None of those sellouts wanted it. Yeah, we ended up with a watered down version. And you know what's fucked up, Tony? Congress and the Senate, they get universal health care. They get free health care for their entire family. Not only for their term of office, but for life. And we pay for it. Well, see, that just gets me back into the whole, how did we get convinced that it, this was a bad thing? How did we? And why? The, how did we get convinced? That? And where the fuck oh, yeah. are the pitchforks? You can't even buy a pitchfork at Ace Hardware anymore, and don't tell me that's an accident. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I know we go over and over this, Dave, but it just comes back to the same thing. You know, we're we're gonna have Trump against Biden in twenty twenty. Yeah, that's what's gonna happen, and Trump is gonna win and, by a landslide. Well, I would like to, you know, to th- see how some of these things play out. I'm wondering if the Obama-Trump um, voter, you know, the person that voted for Obama and also voted for Trump, apparently there are quite a few of those, call them swing voters, and, and they could have a lot to say in determining who's going to be in the White House the next four years. Um, look at the way Trump is handled. Look at the federal government's response to this crisis, Dave, which is a horrendous crisis even way certainly worse than the economic crisis of um, 2007-2008 right because this is you know a medical crisis and and it and is all of a sudden, forced into an economic crisis right it's it's swung right into an economic crisis i mean this is huge well, the other one wasn't a medical thing right and this is huge and Let's, I mean, come on. Can anybody honestly say his response has been good? It's been horrible. Been Bernie, Bernie did a fucking press release tonight. Did you see it? I did not. It was brilliant. <clears throat> that was true leadership. He's done two of them so far. It's basically like a, like a State of the Union address or whatever. It's very presidential. And he's just giving you the lowdown. Um, on the latest information and delivering it really well oh, is brilliant. Brilliant. Very, you know, that's what you want from a leader. He's grabbing. What the, was, what was the substance? He, well, relaying, relaying the, the current uh, situation and, you know, urging people not to freak out, but get, a bunch of factoids on the current, you know, giving an update. Well, we know that um, the president has not been good with telling the truth throughout his presidency and even before that, even while he was, you know, candidate Trump. And during this crisis, Dave, a number of times he has said things that were immediately contradicted by people in his administration 
you know, other um, elected officials and, um, um, you know, people at the CDC and experts and researchers. And it, it's just like he's telling us something. Like he said to Sean Hannity, I saw this on a clip and he was on talking to Sean Hannity on Fox News or, or Sean's radio show. And he said, if you get, if you're sick, you can still go to work. Yeah, he yeah. said it. Get your coworkers like, no, sick. No, you shouldn't go to work. No, go if ahead. Get your coworkers sick, sick, Tony. This is just incredible. And this is the guy that some people still want for the next four years. I mean, we're, this is a crisis, Dave, that like when have, have we seen this Christ kind of crisis in our lifetime? No. Is this magnitude? Clearly we haven't. And they're okay with this guy acting the way he's done during this period. That was president. That was leadership. It's abominable. No, it's abominable. I'm all, I'm all for. Let's not make it political now. Let's not start laying blame and stuff. Riddle me this. Plenty Tom. of time. But hold on one second. I think what we should be doing is concentrating on what are we doing today, what do we do tomorrow, what do we do next week. Clearly, clearly. Exactly. Protocol. What is the protocol? Right. Because that's all anybody wants to, you know, that, and that, and that was the problem with the Gulf war shit. Oh, it's, it's, you know, warning, yellow, warning level, yellow, warning level, orange. Well, okay. Well, what does that mean? What do I do? So you just, you just stress (laughs) out and like, ah, there's nothing to do, but it's, Oh, it's not good. Yeah, warning level like, okay, so I know when the next terrorist attack is going to hit. What am I supposed to do? Not take a subway train today? Right. Is that what I'm supposed to do? Don't get on a bus? I mean, I don't know what is it, What does that mean. Is it going to be a plane, a train? Exactly. Like, what? Give me a little fucking hint. Exactly. Do I call my, do I call my employer and say, I can't come in today because the, it's, we're a level orange. Right. So I can't come in today. At what level do I get paid to not go to work? Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. But no, um, riddle me this, if you will, my friend. Uh, how bad do you think it can get? And don't you think we've set ourselves up to be a Petri dish for this shit with our homeless episode? I'm sorry. So my two questions. That last word I didn't get. Two point question. How bad do you think it can get? And don't you think we've set ourselves up for this with the homeless epidemic? Wow. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Um, Obviously, it could get a lot worse because. We haven't had these testing kits, Dave, so we don't really know how many people are infected and have been infected and how many more people they are infecting. And as far as the homeless situation goes, yeah, David, you talk about people who are walking around with this disease are are in situations where their immune systems are going to be suppressed and they're huddled together in some of these homeless camps. You know, they have no health care. So they could have been carriers for how long? Right. God, those people that are out, you know, it takes that some of those places in Los Angeles where the homeless problem is just unbelievably bad, worst in the country. Um, I mean, how many people could they have infected? Tony, I'm thinking right here, two blocks away from me, 7-Eleven that's frequented by a ton of homeless because it's right next to the Joe Redota Trail which made the national news. Dave? Yeah. Oh, there you are. I thought you had disappeared there for a second. No, that was just a Harley going by. Mm. Yeah, I mean, that's a, you know, there's a good, there's a good reason that maybe we should have universal health care and we should have more money for public assistance, Right. Because now you people would look at those individuals and just either not care or, you know, hey, well, that they made their own decisions, whatever, right? We've heard that before. But now if we put it in the context, Dave, of 
you're going to get me their sick. Well-being, their well-being could adversely affect our well-being. You're going to get me so sick. Now we, right, we're tied in together, right? There's you're a tie get in me, here. And if we don't fucking there do that, then, all, then there's going to be hatred. And a, and a less, ooh, right? And if we don't do something about it, then imagine, Tony, you're going to get me sick. I hate you. We need to eliminate you. Now I'm afraid of you. And now I want to eliminate you, right? And not only that, to the people that you hate and that you fear, right? You obviously feel animosity toward that person. Mm-hmm. And these are people who have no power at all. Zero. No means to defend themselves it's not like they live in a gated community it's not like you have to break into a house to get to them there's no you group know, right? there's no group of developers lobbying congress or city council on their behalf <laughs> right right you, you have somebody blaming them you know <laughs> the, a lot of people are going to follow that you know again Dave it's the punch down thing right right Punching down. It's always the people that are most vulnerable that are screwing everything up. Does always seem like, right? It's the welfare mom. It's the immigrant. You know, that's the people we got to worry about. And now you're saying the homeless and well, there you go. And there's no question about it that, I mean, if you, <laughs> as far as being the sickest group in the country, I would say they're probably the sickest group. People that don't have a home are probably less. They're going to be less healthy than people that do. That seems you know pretty obvious. <clears throat> you would think. Um, I read an article that Norway is asking traveling students to come home because the United States does not have a sufficient healthcare system. Wow. (laughs) I mean, there's another thing, Dave, where we don't have to agree on the same facts, right? Because some of those countries, uh, you've talked to a lot of people here, and they'll tell you all those countries suck because they have health care. They have government-run health care. Yeah, they must be broke because of it. You know, now it's my understanding that it, that's not the case. Okay, but I'm sure if you tune into you know Fox News or act, ask you know a, a Trump supporter, they're going to tell you the exact opposite. And well, this is why we're talking about media, David, and why we need more media without corporate involvement and just to tell us not opinions. It's not an opinion piece. Straight Walter Cronkite news. Okay. Thank you. Because we have to, at some point, we have to come to grips and come together on what are the facts because we just can't do that. I could not agree with you more, Tony. I could not agree with you more. There is no such thing as alternative facts. That's called a made up yeah. reality. And that's either <laughs> never, never <laughs> land. Or a fucking lie. I'm sorry. Yeah. But you don't get to have alternative facts because the beautiful thing about facts is that they're irrefutable. It it says it in the word. Right. That's what makes a fact is that it's irrefutable. (laughs) But yeah, we're living in an era where George Orwell would be rolling over in his grave, Tony. Where the language is, and I think this is what, I think this might be a bastardization of a George Orwell quote, but first you steal the language and then you steal the meaning. Something like that. Mm -hmm. But so. I'm I'm not sure. But but what we're talking about is a perfect example, like extraordinary rendition. It's not torture. No, that's extraordinary rendition. (laughs) right black site it's not an illegal fucking jail no that's a black polite a polite euphemism right right exactly he passed away 
No, you mean he died. Yeah. For some reason. Yeah, the language kind of like smooths it over. But you talk about Orwell, and there is a quote in there, Dave, that says the government's telling them not to believe their eyes and ears. And Donald Trump said, don't believe what you're, seri- what you're hearing and what you're seeing is not what's happening. Does that sound familiar to an Orwell reader? I think it does. I think it does. And Dave, this is why I'm more Democrat. You know, I'm not a Democrat, but I'm more Democrat than I am Republican. Because when Kellyanne Conway comes on to the on to Meet the Press with Chuck Todd and said, well, they had alternative facts, right? That's her quote. What, if you're following this party and you hear those things, why doesn't that call into question your loyalty? Oh, you should be don't understand. Oh, I'm sorry. I just like, had an epiphany, Tony. The person I was talking about, the Skeletor I was talking about earlier, was Ann Coulter. Oh, Ann Coulter. Coulter. Kellyanne Conway looks like that, too. She looks like the Crypt Keeper a little bit, too. Yeah, they both do. But Kellyanne Conway is, like, not quite as, like, you know, I don't know. It's They're fucking neck and neck going for most miserable human. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just put it that way. <laughs> well, Ann Coulter has yeah. said several things, Dave, yeah. where she just sounds like somebody that's in the KKK. Oh, yeah. I mean, basically, she was all in on Trump because he was going to build a wall and get rid of Mexicans. Yeah. That was. Big th- I mean, she wrote a book in Trump We Trust. Now, I thumbed through, I, I did my typical type of reading on this just so everybody knows. I didn't read, I haven't read all her books, you know, cover to cover. I, you know, read a few chapters here, that kind of thing. That's the, the way I do it. But in, in some of her writing, Dave, I mean, it's basically, no, there's just too many Mexicans here. Our culture is being. Stolen by Mexicans. Tony, we should write a fucking book. If Ann Coulter can write a book, you like history? Do you like research? Uh, I'm not really good at it. I was. That's something I definitely struggled in when I was in college. I like research. Yeah, I like very the, interesting. I like research not more than I like writing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you this though, Dave. She is a very good writer, and she's actually a, a good talker. Yeah. And I, I have no. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that she's unintelligent, but the conclusions that she comes to are preposterous. To me are ridiculous. If you're going to say this, okay, this immigration thing, and that makes Trump number one for me. That's it. That did. I, I just really yeah. okay. So Mexicans are the problem. That's our big problem. Too many Mexicans are here. Well, trying, just to, at trying to sell a book. Freaking read. Mm-hmm. When, I, when I see her talk about it, Andy, when I've heard her talk about it, and I haven't heard her talk now in quite a while. Again, like I told you, I just don't, I'm not watching nearly as much right-wing media as I used to. Okay? Thank God. When I hear her talk, she sure sounds like she means it. She doesn't sound to me like somebody who's just trying to sell a book. You know, but you never know. I don't, I, you know, can't get inside somebody's head, but she's so, she really believes this stuff. Yeah, she you might. Right? She might be that yeah. special kind of piece of shit. I, I believe she is. <laughs> well, I mean, let's face it, Dave. I mean, you know, you, we have white supremacists who really believe that they should be a white man's country. Right? It's like, gee, if I, if only we got rid of those people, yeah. life would but be so let, much let's, better. Let's get back to the plague, though. So here we are, middle of the plague, beginning of the plague. Yeah, I just got quarantined today. Not quarantined, but what are they calling it? Shelter in place? Yeah, shelter in place, exactly. Don't fucking leave, right? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much where I'm at. Yeah. And, and 
I, I love these little acronyms or whatever, you, you know, these little phrases they throw at us. They don't ever tell you what it means. They just throw it at you. Right? Shelter in place. Well, I mean, shelter Which is, means it's pretty, like, <laughs> it's pretty specific. It's pretty specific, though. It means get at home, stay at home, don't come out until we tell you. It's like you've been sent to your room by your parents. But shelter in place, mm-hmm. that means if you're at your friend's house, stay there. Oh, yeah, I guess it could, huh? Yeah, it means... Yeah, I guess it could. It's like curfew. Do not travel. But it's voluntary curfew. But when I was at work, I said, you know, the shelter in place has been... We've been told to do this, so go home. Right. And we'll, we'll call you when something changes. There you go. Voluntary quarantine. Okay. Yeah. Which doesn't... I mean, you know, look, Dave, I, I don't have any problem with you know, the president saying, hey, people, you know, no more people traveling from overseas uh, from a hot spot. Oh, fuck. I shut all the airports down right away. Yeah, I don't have a problem with that. But right away. Shut them all down. I don't care where anybody's going. Nobody flying. Boom. But then when he, yeah, but then when he makes all these exceptions, and at first it was like everybody in Europe except the UK. Well, what? Why is that? And then, oh, and then we want all these people, to, the Americans, to come back home. What? Well, why is that? Fuck that. No, they got to stay I there. Mean, I mean, are we going to test these people before they come in? You know, and, and you know what? Hey, Dave, that's a, it's a good reason for having better borders, right? I have, to, I have to admit that. That's, you know what? People come across the border, even in times when we don't have a situation like this going on. I think it's good to know who's coming in. I totally agree. Well, I don't think I, we need to worry about the borders. It's more the airports. Sure. But, I mean, who who knows wherever it could come from? We never know where the next one's going to break out, right? Well, it's, we more, no than like, it's more than likely going to be somebody flying on a plane. That's how a pandemic starts. It's not going to be some migrant walking through the desert because how many people are they going to infect, Right. Versus some guy, say you got infected, you grabbed your Uber, you infected your Uber driver. Now your Uber driver's infected. He's driving around all day infecting people. Then you go to the airport. Dave, How many people start... do you infect there? Then you get on the plane. How many people do you infect there? And then where do those people go? That's how a pandemic starts. But But throughout history, when they've started, Dave, a lot of different times, there wasn't any air travel at all. There was still travel, just, but there was still travel. It just gets spread. I mean, the, when you look at the, the so I, what I'm saying is the, shut down the travel. That's yeah, no, I, I I totally hear you. But like I I would go for what we talked about before. If you don't want, if you want less people coming from the southern border, Dave, you start arresting. No, I don't even mean that. I just mean all planes. Within the country, I'm, I'm within the country too. I'm all for it. You know, look, we got to get a handle on what's going on here. We don't want people bouncing back and forth. Totally. You know, and the only reason we, that you would argue against that, Tony, is in favor of big business, right? Because whoa, that's gonna that's gonna lower our fucking blah 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 our quarterly profits for blah, right. That's the only argument against it, right? <laughs> and they're and they're right. It is so. But it's better than a bunch of people getting sick. And so what? Fuck your profit, right? Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully we get to that. <laughs> uh oh. Oh Jesus. Did I tell you I worked in somebody's unit and they're sick? Yeah, you were telling me that. So hopefully it doesn't test positive. Yeah, that would suck. I'm getting it. Yeah, Dave, I, I, I don't really want to invite you over for dinner now. I got to tell you. Yeah, I wouldn't want to go. <laughs> Shelter in place. If you were Dick Cheney, I'd be like, "Hey, come on over. I'll make you dinner." But like, we, we just don't know where these things are going to start, Dave. And I think it, it just again, it just shows us, Dave, how we are all interconnected. And we 
got to work together more. We've got to believe the same facts, Dave. We've got to move in a pr- we all got to pull on the rope in the same direction at least more of the time. We're so vulnerable. You know? And we are so vulnerable right now, Dave, and we are so divided as a country. It's I I mean you've seen it, you know, you've seen it. You've heard it now. It you know, these things are happening and right away Trump supporters are saying, "How come they're blaming Trump? Well, I mean, how did Trump get involved in why are you getting? Def- why are you defending Trump when nobody was attacking him? This is happening, and I've got some people uh, on Facebook, for instance, defending Trump. Like, well, we weren't attacking Trump. You know, it's like this is just granted. His reaction has been abysmal, so he has been. Attacked. His response has been terrible. He has been attacked in the press, so they might just be spouting back about that. Right. But again, Dave, isn't that hyper partisanship? You yourself, just just take that particular Trump supporter. You're hearing the things he's saying. You're seeing how he's the administration has responded to that. Are you really going to be that biased and tell me this is not this this is good? Seriously, you're going to give him high marks for the way he's done this. Yeah. I mean, how part can you freaking get? Again, Dave, if Obama had handled it like this and we were in this situation under him, I would not defend him. But see, then again, Dave, I'm not on a team. Right. I'm not on a team. If Bernie Sanders, and you know I love Bernie, but if he responded like this, if he was handling the situation like this, I would not be making excuses for him. I would say, you know what? There's a lot of things now in the column for not voting for Bernie. This has been a terrible response. Bernie, every time you say something, it gets contradicted by people in your own administration, by right. experts. And Same, but that's saying, not the case. Bernie, Bernie comes out with this really well done, really tasteful, uh, you know, public address. And he is the epitome of a leader. Like, wow. Like, thank you. I felt better after watching it. Well, you know, we talk about fact checkers, Dave. That fact checker, um, Politico, the the guy from the Toronto Star, he's been all over, you know, cable news and other other things. Dale Davis, Davis, Dennis, I forget. Anyway, and he and people from Politico fact checking it. Bernie Sanders has a wonderful reputation. And for the folks out there, if, if you're listening and you're a Trump supporter, this is not fake news. Your guy has a real problem with the truth, and we are in a terrible situation here in a pandemic, and he's not telling the truth. How can you be okay with that? I don't get it. Doesn't make sense, Dave. Don't get it. Don't get it at all. Just, it's like you'll, you know, you love the guy so much. It's like your kid, Dave, and he comes home with bad grades and just can't. You just can't believe that it's him. It must be the teacher. Must be the teacher spreading fake news about your kid who failed his spelling. That's a good spelling analogy. Test. Great analogy. You know, just can't get over it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Your kid just shit his pants. <laughs> yeah. Just... Sorry. Yeah. No, nope, it was your kid. He does have shit in his pants. And please do come <laughs> pick him up. Sooner the better. <laughs> As I tell you, when I was, I got this new route at work. Dave, it um, part a new uh, couple of stops, couple of pickups for um, my noon run, and the people taking him out, one kid out from school, and it's like they're like, "I'm sorry, we're late. I'm really sorry." I'm like, oh, okay, don't worry about it. It's like, well, see, what happened was, is you know Johnny had an accident. We got him cleaned up. <laughs> and I'm like, don't apologize. Thank you for doing that because yeah. I don't want to be driving this kid around when he's got a load in his pants. No, God, no, that would be horrible. I don't know why they were apologizing to me. It was like, I wanted to thank you. I wanted to thank them. Yeah, apologizing for keeping you Please. waiting for a couple of minutes or whatever. But yeah, no, on the, on the bigger picture, <laughs> under, like, thank you so much. <laughs> under the circumstances here, here's, let me give you some money. Here's 10 bucks. Thank you. Right. I owe you lunch. 
Anyway, David, I think I'm going to let you go here, pal. Right on, buddy. Appreciate well, the opportunity to your podcast. Another great conversation with the Tony Schultz on and All another right, thing buddy. with Dave. Stay safe. Take care and, and, yep. Stay safe and isolate. Thank you, everybody, for listening, tuning in. Love your support. Keeps me motivated to keep producing more episodes. So please let me know what you think in the comments. Uh, Feel free to leave me messages. If you're on Anchor, you can chime in and leave a one-minute voice message, and I can add that to the episode. Um, We're also on a number of uh, new outlets now iTunes, um, I, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, on and on and on. So anywhere you get your podcast, you can probably find. And another thing, with Dave. I would also be interested in hearing uh, any topics you would like to hear on future episodes. So peace out. Keep fighting, people.